Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to my good friends Max and Millie, who have drawn some excellent pictures of the earth beasts that Dredge controls. Check them out on the website at kidstoriespodcast.com. Thanks for those drawings, you guys. For today's episode, we rejoin Old Witch Tubes, Lucas, Pierce, and a number of other heroes as they trek south to confront Dredge, the evil wizard who kidnapped Amelia the Mist Fairy. This is Mist Fairy Defenders, Part 5. It was raining when everyone left the academy. Tubes, Lucas, Pierce, Mia, Juniper, and Tulsi were all planning on meeting up with more help closer to Dredge's castle. The Goblin Horde, led by Steve the Goblin King, was going to meet them there. The Clown Dojo was also going to lend a hand, since their dojo covered that territory. Pierce and Lucas had mixed feelings about the entire mission. They were excited about having all this new gear to use from the academy. The girls had given them potions and gadgets and magical weapons and stuff, but they still couldn't shake the memories of Dredge. He was the most powerful mage they had ever seen, and he was leading an army of hundreds of huge beasts. They were happy to have made some new friends, but still felt like they didn't really know these people too well. It was all happening so fast. But at least they had each other. Tubes was secretly the most worried of the entire bunch. She didn't show it, but she was concerned about Dredge and wasn't sure if they could handle his entire army. She had decided that if things looked too dangerous when they arrived near his castle, she would delay the rescue until more help arrived. Luckily, more help was already nearby. The group traveled for a couple of days and stopped at a small town outside of Dredge's castle. They didn't want to get too close until they knew they were ready to attack. The small town was called Bellevue. It was a village, really. Maybe 20 houses, a general store, and a few coffee shops. As Tubes and the kids entered the town, they could see Dredge's castle in the distance. The place had once seemed empty, but now had smoke coming from its chimneys. While they stood in the center of town, looking off at the faraway castle, 
A familiar voice rang out. Tubes, you ready to go castle crashing? Momo, what are you doing here? We heard you were hitting on something big. Thought you could use the help. From behind Momo, the ninjas of Valleytown emerged from a coffee shop. Tim and Ray were both holding large plates of food. Tubes, said Tim. They've got ice cream nachos here. You've got to try them. Ice cream nachos? Uh, that doesn't sound... Uh, are they any good? asked Tubes. Well, uh... Not really, but, you know, ice cream nachos. Uh, okay then, boys, said Tubes. Thanks for coming, guys. This is seeming like it'll be a tough one. The clown dojo is meeting us near the castle there, and the goblin horde is supposed to show up sometime, too. Then, to Momo, she said, Let's head inside and go over some details. The two of them entered the coffee shop and began discussing their battle plan. The other ninjas stepped into the road and began talking to Pierce, Lucas, and the girls. Bulis knew the girls well. They had entered the Dark Mountain together to help rescue Tubes from the Red Dragon a while back. They began chatting. Ben-Ben approached the boys. You two must be Lucas and Pierce, he said. Word is you've got a pretty nice sword, Lucas. Mind if I check that out? Lucas unsheathed his bright yellow katana and handed it to Ben-Ben who noticed its faint glow and its heat and could almost hear its magic. Wow, this is pretty incredible, he said, giving a few hacks at the air with it. Is it powered by the sun? Oh yeah, said Lucas. It can get pretty wild on a sunny day. Where'd you get a sword like this? asked Ben-Ben. I stole it, said Lucas. There was a brief pause as Ben-Ben waited for Lucas to start laughing, thinking maybe this was a joke or something. It wasn't. Then the brief pause became an awkward pause. Uh, you stole it? asked Ben-Ben. Yeah, he stole it from a bad guy, said Pierce, so that makes it okay. Really? said Ben-Ben. You know, the problem with stealing from bad guys is they usually track you down to get their stuff back. Oh, not this guy, said Lucas. He was eaten by a pack of vicious chickens. Chickens? said Ben-Ben. What, what kinds of chickens eats people? What do you mean? asked Lucas. All chickens eat people. They're like the most dangerous forest creature around. Uh, I think we're talking about different animals, said Ben-Ben. Yeah, we're talking about chickens, you know, Smallish birds, usually with white feathers that poke around eating bugs and plants, and they don't fly very well, but when you get close, they all attack furiously and destroy anything that opposes them, explained Pierce. Uh, your chickens sound awesome, said Tim, but really chickens around here just peck at the ground and they don't attack anything. They're just prey animals. Maybe chickens are different where you come from. Before the group could continue discussing the difference between chicken varieties, Tubes and Momo emerged from the coffee shop. All right, ninjas, kids, it's time to head out, said Momo. We're going to walk out toward the castle till we meet up with the clown dojo. Then we'll get all this underway. Y'all ready? Tim, Ray, you two need to go use the bathroom before we leave? No, said Tim and Ray in unison. 
Are you sure? Tim and Ray squirmed a bit, standing there in the road, and finally said, Okay, yeah, I guess we have to go a little. After Tim and Ray went potty, everyone walked out of town. As they they drew near the castle, the clown dojo ninjas just kind of appeared all around them. There was about 20 of them, which is really creepy if you've never been suddenly surrounded by ninjas dressed up as clowns, or, I don't know, maybe they're clowns dressed up as ninjas, but either way, it can be a little unsettling. Momo and Tubes expected this. They just nodded at them, and the clown ninjas nodded back and joined the hero party as they walked toward the castle. The clown ninjas don't usually say very much. "'What's the plan?' whispered Pierce to Ben-Ben. "'We're going to enter through the front door,' said Ben-Ben. This confused Pierce a bit. He assumed they would be doing some sneaky ninja stuff and maybe splitting up or using secret entrances or something. "'We're just going in through the front door?' asked Pierce. "'Dude, you don't need to whisper. There's like thirty of us out in the open, and if they don't know we're here yet, they will soon.' The place is surrounded by high stone walls, said Ben-Ben, except the big door in front. It's made of wood. Sometimes the simplest plan is the best plan. So that's what they did. This huge group of heroes, Momo and all the Valley Town ninjas, 20 clown ninjas, Tubes and the girls and Pierce and Lucas, there were 32 of them in all, just walking right up to Dredge's front door. Once they got close enough, they all revealed their weapons. They stopped about 20 feet from the door. There were these two massive wooden doors, like 30 feet high, built into the stone wall. The doors were so heavy that Dredge's magical earth beasts were probably the only things strong enough to open them. There was no way any of our heroes could open these giant doors. Well, do we just knock? asked Momo. One of the clown ninjas stepped forward. He held up a small rubber ducky. He squeezed it and said, Duck. The duck squeaked, and he threw it at the two massive doors in front of them. Once the ducky hit the door, there was an epic explosion. The doors were ripped off their hinges and splintered wood blasted in every direction. The heroes all ducked and covered their eyes as small bits of wood rained down on them. The heroes looked into the castle courtyard then through the new opening. It was quiet in there still. They didn't see any beasts or dredge. Was it possible that dredge isn't in there? Did they get lucky? Will they just be able to waltz in there and free Amelia without having to fight dredge? Nah, he's totally in there, guys, and he is super mad that they just blew apart his expensive front door. And there's going to be an awesome epic battle in the next episode that will change the valley and lead to the most epic story arc the ninjas of Valley Town has ever seen. Until then, thanks for listening. Adios.